Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to Suds, Dino, and the Dogfather, featuring former NHL player Rich Sutter, PGA Tour caddy Dale Valelli, and hosted by former Canadian women's national golf coach Dean Spriddle. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Suds, Dino, and the Dogfather, minus the Dogfather, uh, the week of August 21st. Wow. Crazy, eh? Zooming by. This is, I think, our 26th show, and we're really thrilled to get a, a special guest, Trevor Dormer. Hi, Trev. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, yeah, uh, really thanks for having me you. on. It's, it's, uh, it's not very often we get an expert in his field and, and a homegrown guy at, at, to boot. So, so Trevor, first thing I want to ask is tell me this about your history. I know you grew up with my next door neighbor and uh, tell us all about yourself. Yeah, no, I'm just, uh, you know, simple, uh, you know, Lethbridge kid growing up, you know, playing, you know, shinny on the canals and yeah, trying not to get in too much trouble. So, um, yeah, so I grew up in Lethbridge and um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess um you know, when you get out of high school, you just kind of not sure what, what you're going to do with your life. So, you know, how I got into golf is, uh, my, my, uh, my cousin was building a, a course in Victoria and, um, I hit him up for, uh, for a job on, uh, the Bear Mountain golf course when oh, they first okay. started building that one. So, so yeah, he just, he just played said, it many I times, Jeff played it many times. Yeah, yeah. So we we built the mountain course before there was any houses up there. Um, we were yeah, driving hotel up night, eh? Yeah, it was it, it was it was pretty cool to to be around that. Like when I think about it now, what a monumental task um, building that golf course on rock and yeah, yeah. and clearing all those trees and everything like that. So yeah, so you know that's that's kind of how I got into it. Just started laboring and you know working as you do when you don't have much of a direction. I used to, um, you know, before that, I, I I had kind of a direction. I wanted to become a war correspondent or uh, like a war photographer. Really? And, uh, <laughs> and I was actually, <laughs> I actually took that job so I could make money to, to go, go to do that. school. And then, 
when I met those guys that were building the golf courses for uh, Jack Nicholas designs, I was like, Oh man, these guys travel the world and they don't get shot at and it seems pretty safe. So maybe I'll take this direction. So crazy. Yeah. So were you Winston Churchill or LCI guy? Actually, um, I lived on the outskirts of Lethbridge and they ended up shipping us to, to Coaldale. So, um, I did go to Hamilton Junior High for a year, and uh, but then, yeah, I got Kate Andrews. Uh, yeah, so I went to Kate Andrews, sure, and uh, and barely made it through that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're destined to sit on a bulldozer for a while. Yeah, the you know I always joke the the only thing that saved me from getting my high school diploma was the work experience credits that <laughs> you could get from working. Sure. <laughs> So, so, so how old are you then? 18? Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'm, uh, so I'm almost 40 now, but yeah, like I was, you know, obviously, I guess, um, yeah, I would have been 23 years ago. Yeah. It was a while back. So So, yeah, I was just, just out of high school and I, sure. So, so when did, any influence of Nicholas on some of your future things that you've done or did you get to meet him or? Yeah. Yeah. I got to meet him. Um, I, I ended up uh, take carrying on and doing another project in, in Russia um, in my early twenties. Um, and I did get to meet him once there and, uh, and his son. Um, but yeah, that was the last project that I worked. So that's been, Oh gee, that's almost coming up. That was, a big, for, that was a big thing at one time, Trev. They were trying to get golf as a you know a communist country and more individual sports to Russia and things like that, right? Yeah. So um, that that's it. That was the second course that was ever built in Russia at yeah. that time after uh-huh. Moscow Golf and Country Club, which was I think an old uh, old uh, Trent Jones Senior course. Oh, sure. And that one was built in the eighties, but. Yeah, when when they started playing that cor- our course, <laughs> I mean guys guys were shooting hundreds and they were happy. You know? So was, so where was that course built at? But you got a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so we we were the course was built about sixty kilometers north of Moscow. Wow. In a little town called Sitzlivo, and near, and we we kind of we stayed in the in like this crazy communist like 70s um resort and it and it's just out in the middle of the woods but it's just like big massive houses and they they booked up all those houses for us and kind of in in the woods and um and the moscovite the kids when well we were kids i was my like 22 years old but the richer moscovite kids would come out there to party for the weekends with you Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you're, you're, a, you're a young kid growing up in Alberta. You think you can party. <laughs> no, nah, we, we don't got nothing on the Russians, man. And the vodka. Oh, it was. An, I it know. Was an I went to Moscow. And I go from the hotel to the rink back to the hotel. Dead of winter. Oh, <laughs> a lot sure. happening. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Eh? But I remember that I was coach of the national women's team at the time and Russia was, were becoming a pretty good influence on the women's golf right and they had a couple of girls that actually made it to the lpga but they were the three girls that played in the world and team were all six feet unbelievable athletes from other sports 
and of course pretty much knockouts yeah yeah they're they're uh they're bred different there (laughs) (laughs) they are it's 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 you only get to see those ones trev you only get to see those ones the other ones you don't get to see they're not for the visitors (laughs) well there there's some to it you know there is something to that like you know the russians you know they put some some science into building their athletes oh for sure no question yeah before so they they line them all up and go yeah you're javelin yeah you're a shot putt yeah you're tennis you're golf and away you go and they they take hundreds of them and then produce three right that's yeah. all you need to be the, be the best in the world. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is. So, Trevor, what happened after Russia? You said, right, I love this. I like this partying deal in between gigs. Where am I going next? That was between uh, shifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, no, we, um, so my wife, so I was married at that time. So oh, I'm boy. still up to my uh, wife. Is she Russian? Chelsea. Is she Russian? No, no, no. She's a Tabor girl. Oh. oh. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, we got we got married about a year before we went to Russia, and my wife, I said to Chelsea, I said, "Hey, I got a we got an opportunity to go to Russia." I'm like, I don't know, I'm I, I've never been out of uh, I've never been out yeah. of Alberta, so uh, I don't know if I want to do this. She's like, "Let's go!" So so we did. We ended up doing that for you know about a a, a full season, so like eight nine months, and uh, and then we came back home for the winter, and. Um, and then we kind of just hung out and and uh, just took it easy for the winter. And then the next year, um, that's when we moved to Kimberley. And uh, there's the the Cranbrook course called Wildstone Golf Club. Yeah, yeah, um, well. yeah. And so that's when when we started building that one. And um, by the end of that season, my wife she had had enough of uh, the nomad life, and she said we, we're buying a house in Kimberley. And I was like, "Do I have a say in this?" And she said, "No, you do not. We're buying like any marriage, a yeah, good. home base." <laughs> so, so we've had this little old miners' home since you know 2007, and oh, uh, you know it's been been a home base. You know, we've packed it up and unpacked it many times, and that's awesome. And, Great uh, place to live, eh? Yeah, we love it. We got such a good community of friends, and um, you know, everybody's so so nice out here, and lots of lots to do so much things to do so yeah, well so, yeah. you gotta have a home base you know you're probably like traveling all over the world right oh, with your yeah. job yeah that that's been it um i'd like to say we 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 thought it was going to slow down when we had kids um but it really hasn't it's just been it's just been non-stop since we've had kids so um yeah but um yeah so you know i after, after that after wildstone we you know, we got another opportunity and did some some time in the Middle East in a little country called Bahrain. Oh yeah, and, sure. Uh, built a course out there with uh, um, European golf design, and um, and then yeah, um, so that that was so, fun. Trev, was, sorry, uh, didn't your your expertise is was shaping or how did you like? What was your role at the start? Yeah, that's correct. So I got in from from laboring and and helping to like handcraft the bunkers you know um i eventually got on to heavy equipment and stuff like that so then i started running excavators and bulldozers and skid steers and stuff and then um i kind that's of took all right that's the skill part of it nowadays eh? yeah it is and um, the guy can do lots of work in one day that used to take guys hundreds of guys 
you know, weeks and months and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's so it's so funny because, you know, the guys that built the courses back in the, you know, in the 20s and 30s, which are, in my opinion, some of the best courses ever to be built in the world. Yeah. And, you know, the world, the top 100 in the world kind of emulates that. But now we're like trying to emulate what the the horse and plow yeah. did Aye. back in the day and the horse and the scraper did yeah. with excavators and bulldozers. So we're trying to do, you know, be light handed on things and and um, trying to not move as much dirt on a landscape. And we're trying to put those little tiny things in the in the golf course that make, you know, the land or in on a golf course you need as much as a carbon footprint there as possible that's it that's something of what mother nature gave you that's it that's exactly it um yeah so yeah i don't know i I, we could keep going down this line but um you know so we spent some time in the middle east and then um you know i did some did some stuff in and around canada um you know and in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, New Brunswick, and um, and then in t- in 2014, um, I got an opportunity to go help out and build Cabot Cliffs in oh, uh, sure. in wow. Cape Breton there. So so I was part of the team there, and that's that's when I started kind of working with uh, with Corn Crenshaw Golf Design, and and um, yeah, so they're, they're so, part of Abandoned Dunes, aren't they? Like uh, Cabot. I was yeah, at Bandon yeah, so, Dunes and there's a link to them somehow. I don't know what it is, but one of Coor Crenshaw courses they're doing a new one at Bandon Dunes, number yeah, six, so, I think it is. Yeah, you're you're right. So they did uh, the Bandon Trails. So my uh, Corn Crenshaw did Bandon Trails, and that they they did the preserve the little um, yeah short three. course there, Fabulous. and then they a couple years ago they did uh, Sheep Ranch. Yeah, which oh, was their newest one. Not a bunker on the golf course. Yeah, no, not at all. So awesome. Ooh. First one we played. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. And so, you know, my boss's philosophy on that was it just blew so hard on that yeah. piece of property there that if if you put sand bunkers in on that, it would they it would be a, a nightmare, first of all, for maintenance and you know, people you gotta give people a chance. So Yeah, he, no, it was great. It was one of my favorites. So blows harder yeah. than Lethbridge. Oh god! Yes. <laughs> Honestly, it does. I was there just at the end of May, Trev, and uh, they said it's going to be a you know a pretty good wind tomorrow. I thought, oh, that's fine. I'm from Lethbridge, and oh my god, it was unbelievable. It was 35 miles an hour off the north, and that's their warm wind in the summer is the north wind, wow. and in the winter it's the cold wind comes off the south. It made no sense to me, but sure enough, right off the north, and boy, was it a challenge! But what a blast! Yeah, and you could play if you could control your flight of the ball, right? Which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, funny. no. So, uh, you know, Mr. Kaiser, who, who started yeah. that whole development there, um, he partnered up with, uh, um, a guy named Ben Cowendure who started the Cabot, um, company and, and they started off with Cabot links and then they did Cabot cliffs and yeah. then they did the little 10 hole short course there, uh, called the, the nest. And then now they've, ventured off and and they're doing stuff together in saint lucia and, oh, and that's the connection i did hear that when we we're abandoned so that's where you come in saint lucia i think how the hell did they get to saint lucia yeah Kimberly. yeah um <laughs> yeah so you know my my um boss bill and and ben crenshaw they 
um, they have a really good relationship with Mr. Kaiser and um, Ben Cowendoor. And um, so if you're, if you're asked to design a golf course for those guys, you pretty much say, yeah, because it's always the best sites out there. Oh, That's yes. what they are known for is selecting the most beautiful properties. Um, and so, yeah, so they get a lot of their a lot of their projects there. It's quite an so. interesting story that Mr. Kaiser, isn't it? The uh, greeting cards, recycled greeting cards where he made all his money. <laughs> yeah. And get, and, and get this. When um, when I uh, I tell this story a lot, so people probably might be getting a little bit fed up with it. <laughs> but when we finished uh, Cabot Cliffs, like I had in a full season of construction in Cape Breton, I had a total of 20 days off and, and that was with my wife. So I scheduled 10 days, one block and 10 days, the other block. And my wife lived here in Kimberly because it would have just been hectic. If she lived here. So what would that entail? Like you're leaving the first of April and coming back first of November. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yep. And then, so I booked off 10 days and I was like, okay, hun, we're going to go cruise around Cape Breton for 10 days. So we did that. And then another one we did uh, like mainland of uh, Nova Scotia and then went into PEI. But when we're done, we came, you know, it was like coming down snow and, and we got everything done for that season. We were just, I was burnt out. And um, like, a month later, my wife calls me and, and she's like, Hey, I got a, I got a card from a guy named Mike Kaiser. And I'm like, Oh, that's for me. It's, it's the owner. He's, she's like, no, it's for it's me. me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, read it to me. She's and, and it read like, I still have it somewhere in one of these boxes, but it said, uh, dear Chelsea, um, I can't tell you how much we appreciate your support in building the golf course we know that we took your husband away for six seven months and uh you know and so he had this really nice card that meant a lot to me personally but it meant a lot to my wife and i i i I never got anything from him other than that and how many freaking people would do that that's the big boss too right that's the big cheese that's great great story Oh, that yeah. kind of comes full circle with me because I knew they were doing St. Lucia, but I never thought, I never put two and two together till you said that. So it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Very good. And, uh, and I see your clubs in the background. How's your game? Oh, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty rough. Um, I have a bit of an unorthodox uh, way of playing golf. I really don't take my score into account because I – I don't get to play golf so much now because it's like, well, I work six days a week. And then when I get that time off, I got two young boys that are like Huskies and you got to run them. Other shit going on. (laughs) Oh yeah. So it's, it's not. So what, what's been kind of cool as they're getting older is I can take them out to the golf course on Sunday and we just go hit balls around. And so that gives me a good chance to kind of like, you know, and even when I do get a chance to play with my buddies, I, I was telling you, Dean, that I I <laughs> drop three balls in the middle and I, I just hit different shots. If I don't like the shot that I hit, I try and execute it the way I wanted it to see where how that ball reacts into each green. Um, 
on what side of the fairway. So, you know, I want to make sure that I can execute that shot so that I can see how this course plays and how it reacts. And, and I try and dissect it that way. And um, your, your, oh, so, brilliant. your visualization of how you think things could play out on your next plan. Like yes, what you're moving it. into something next. Like here, let's try this. Yeah. So if so if I'm in the fairway uh, three times, which maybe happens, <laughs> but uh, I I try and get it to like left side, right side, center, and and then I go over and I hit those balls into that green and to see to 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 try and really dissect the. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary architect who designed the course that I play because you know some of the some of the architects they have this certain strategy that that is yeah. you know stems from the green backwards and and where you should be in that fairway in order to score and, sure. and depending on that pin position what side of that fairway you want to be on and, totally and, yeah and, and how deep she, it is that's so, what shapes your kind of your philosophy eh? it's good exactly cool. so so sometimes I just like, oh, okay, well, this course sucks. I'm, I, I can, you can hit it anywhere and then you can hit it anywhere and you're, you're good. But then there's some of those courses where it's like, it's a little bit unassuming, you know, maybe it's an old, you know, Tom Bandolo course that's been messed with, uh, you know, in the fifties and sixties and eighties and nineties, yeah. but there's some, some holes that really have, you know, s- some good strategy to it. So. So if I so said to you, what's what's the best course you've for that reason? What's the best course you've seen in your and your kind of doing the rounds? What would you say is the one that intrigues you the most, or one you wish you were the guy that did it? Oh man, um, so many, I guess. Eh? I'll I'll tell you my experience after. Well, I I, I would say that um, you know the the best course that I've seen um, is the National Golf Club of America. And there, it's, it's, it's so hard. Like it's, you, 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 you can grasp it when you walk through it and see it, but it takes like, even for me to try and dissect it. Sure. I is need it another, in New York? Is that New York up in that area? Yeah. It's in Long Island. It's right, yeah. right, right oh, beside sure. Shinnecock. Yeah. So, right. 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 Well, yeah. I've heard of it. Um, so it's, it's one of those, you know, uh, great, courses that um you know a lot of thought and and um creativity was put into it um by cb mcdonald yeah and, sure. uh, seth rayner and 
you know, it, it's, it's, it's just baffling. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Everything. It has some engineering to it. So it's not kind of totally a natural course. Yeah. Um, so that one really, I'd love, I'd love to get up there for another, you know, 10 times. Yeah, and, sure. And, to really get to know it. Yeah. And study it. Um, any favorite designers? If you like, if you are architects, like, Oh, I really like his work. You're, you're probably not a Pete Dye fan. I would imagine. No, you know what? I am a Pete Dye fan. Um, you know, he, he has spawned um, the best archi modern architects nowadays. Yeah. Sure. Have worked for Pete. Yeah. Like the vast majority of the best modern architects that are alive right now. Sure. come from Pete Dye's camp. And he's probably made the industry um, a professional industry now, right? Where it used to be like, oh, golfers could play a little bit, so they just built as many golf courses as they could get around. But now with a golf course architect is a professional, uh, highly sought-after position, right? And commanding it probably because of him. He made that role famous, I think, Trev. Yeah, he, he made it uh, a quite a bit more popular, um, you know, and in some of the stuff that that pete has done um yeah like i'm not a fan of it um the the aesthetics um just the way that he he moved a lot of material sure. uh it's not really my style but there are some beautiful wonderful courses that he's done and um i think what he taught the modern architects that are doing really good work nowadays is not to be afraid to move earth for the benefit of the 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 course and and tpc sawgrass the 17th was his wife's idea wasn't it Alice. i think so yeah i think Alice. it was i heard that story you know let's do this anyway are you kidding me but it <laughs> yes, worked I... out great yeah <laughs> so, so my favorite designer i'm a robert trent jones fan you are but, yeah so i don't know if it's because again i like to stand on a tee box and then know the bunker on the left is there for a reason the bunker on the right is there for a reason the rough it's going to be where where I miss, and uh, if I hit a good shot, I'm, as you said, I'm going to be rewarded if I hit the left side of the fairway with the best shot into the pin on the right of the green. Just fabulous! And my favorite golf course in North America, maybe the world, is Eugene Country Club, down in Oregon. In Oregon, yeah, oh, it's absolutely amazing. And he came in, and they wanted him to do a like a redo on the golf course. You know, do some bunkers and tees, put his name to it. And he drove around for two days, and he teed off the from the 18th green and played it backwards and said right that's what we need to do i heard that yeah i hate the other way play it the other way and changed everything because he said as you said earlier trev when you stand on the tee you don't see any trouble but when you stand on the green you look back you saw all the where the stuff should be yeah, so the challenges so we changed it all around it was it's still to this day my one of my favorites if you're ever in that area pop in there it's incredible wow. yeah absolutely. robert trent jones yeah, no, absolutely. That's uh, that's that's kind of cool. Um, so, next question: Who's your hockey team? Oh, you guys! Um, Careful now. <laughs> this my favorite hockey team is early '90s Vancouver Canucks. Yes, and and nice. I'm a Canucks fan. He played for them, of course. Yeah, and so. Um, the 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 thing nowadays is I like I. We we don't watch a whole lot of TV, but when the when the playoffs are on, sure. what I do now is because it's so good and those boys are so quick, they're so smart. Um, it's it's such good hockey, and what I do is I for the series I just pick the team, 
And then I, I shoot for that team. And then the next series I shoot for that team. I don't, you know, if, if you, if you narrow, if you cut me down, I'll, I'll pick Vancouver. But when I, in the, we haven't made the playoffs for a few years, Trev, just to let yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, um, but man, when, when, when Burray was playing and, and Linden and, and all the well, boys Sutter in, all in, the late, in the late 80s. How about Sutter in the late 80s? Oh, the, yeah. Uh, well, I was I third was line grinder. A little, a little too young, but I probably watched Hockey Night in Canada with my old man. Oh, um, for sure. Yeah, but absolutely. No, and it, it was, you know, hockey kind of changes, you know, generation after generation. And it's, it's, but it's still good, you know, like there's never been a, it's just been different, you know. It's just been really different. Like when, just how 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 it progresses, the technology from when you yeah. played bigger, faster. People and the, the when you get down to ice level and be around the groups, around the yeah. guys, like the skill level, the skill sets, the the level of the skill sets, the speed, how big they are, uh, right. how quick they can think the game. I mean, if you're thinking out there, you're chasing. Yeah, um, and so and, it's amazing and how, many mental, how many mental coaches did you guys employ back then? Not one. <laughs> Not one. Was, now there's now there's that was the that was that was their mental now, coach. Now, right there's, now. now there's now there's twenty two per team. And 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 back in the day, it was your old man telling you to get out there. Hey, my dad was my dad was a Leafs fan growing up uh, when we were kids. And didn't matter us six boys that play. It didn't matter how many games we played the Toronto Maple Leafs or how many times we played in the playoffs against them. In the regular season, you'd always say, "Good luck. I hope you play well. I hope you lose." <laughs> and then, yeah, oh yeah. And then and then, and in the playoffs, of course, it'd be springtime, getting ready to put crops in, right? And he he'd say, "So it's uh, April fifteenth. We'll see you in two weeks." <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Like, fuck off! <laughs> just the hard ass. Oh yeah, he said, "I hope your kids do great, but my Leafs, so my Leafs." Wow, you know, must be proud when you play for them. And I was played a short time with them. Yeah, I said that was really, it was really cool. To be proud for your dad, to yeah. have that. The only cool. time you found favor in his eyes, hey? <laughs> like... He played. He played with a broken back in Toronto. Played with a broken back. Goodness gracious! Crazy. Eh? Yeah. That's when they were tough those days, boy. I tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah and so, so, and you're now in Kimberley. You're doing a bit of work on the Kimberley course because I know it's doing some renovations, eh? Yeah. I love that place. Yeah. They, um, uh, oh, I love it. There's a, there's a guy you may or may not know. He, he used to work at Banff Springs, um, but his name's Simon Jones, and he's our. Oh yeah. Hi, I do know Simon. Yeah. So he's our he's our guy out here. And ah, um, the he one day just randomly hit me up and said, "Hey, Trevor, we need some direction. There's uh, there's some big changes about to happen here, and and there's a few avenues that we can go. And uh, can you just come out and you know put together a proposal? And and we're going to be asking a few other architects if they want to you know add Good some, yep. at, you know shoot for it, and." I threw everything at it. I, I did, I got on the computer and started doing all that shit. And, you know, and I, 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 um, you know, there, there was a lot of, it's beautiful land. Uh, there was a lot of potential and, you know, it's in my hometown here. And I knew that 
what I what I've always said is that you know there might be guys that might be better than me, but I, I know that you know if, if I if I fuck this up, I'm gonna be going down to the Centex at the thing, and people are gonna be like, "Oh shit, that's the guy," <laughs> or I'm gonna be going to the you know the pedal and tap in town, and they're like, "Hey Dormer," you know, like. I'd rather go to the pedal on top of them buying the endless pitchers. Yeah, that's yeah, saying looks. good job. Hey, so Trevor, that used to be like a pretty wide open front nine, big field basically with some tr- old trees, and then the back nine was as tight as you could ever imagine, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a the back nine Fabulous. was uh was like an old it was a Norman Woods add on back yeah, in the day. Sure. Norman Woods worked for Stanley Thompson, and um, yeah, I loved so. It. But the the front nine was was built by the the miners here back in uh, the twenties and thirties. So they just kind of again left it as is. Yeah. Some of the land was really flat. Some of the land had some kind of movement and stuff like that. So, so the uh, you know, um, Purcell um, International Education, they bought the course and they're, oh, okay. they're trying to uh, put a international school up on some of the holes that are up there and to offset that development um we needed to find more holes on other pieces of land and then stitch it all together so it's kind of complex we've been building these holes to kind of make you know to where when they start building this school we have 18 holes in play um So we've we've built three last year and then two par threes in the year before to kind of help with construction yeah. in the future and stuff. Oh, yeah. um, so it's a little bit complex, but when it's when we move forward with all these um, you know stages and phases, it's going to be really cool. And they're they're they've committed to you know really making it something special because of you know the holes that we put down by the river right now. They're fantastic. They're oh, they're beautiful. Cool. You know, like, oh yeah, we like what, to get out there and play with you. Absolutely, yeah. We've got absolutely. a standing bet with this guy that so Dale is a caddy on the on the PGA tour and stuff, and I played quite a bit as you know in my younger days. And uh, we keep bugging this guy as a hockey guy that if you played in tour conditions, holding everything out, you wouldn't break a hundred on most of the tour courses. So that's our <laughs> challenge. So he, he's he's a little angry when we bring that up every time, but we're gonna we're gonna do it one day and and record it for the for the podcast. See what he does. Yeah, like I hope I can break that uh, <laughs> fabulous course in Madison. I hope I can break a hundred there just to shove it right up his ass. You know, it's a tough one. I I pick another one. I maybe pick another one before it cannot. But uh, hey, Trev, good luck. I know you're heading back on what the weekend back to St. Lucia. I really uh, that's too bad. I I hope that the weather's okay for you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I, mean, be, I, I also got to ask you, what's the time on? I'm finishing the course out in uh, Kimberley, 25. Um, right now, it's it's there. We have another three holes to build, and then they're going to break ground on the school, and then it's just going to be a a plan of like taking out as many holes as makes sense and renovating those ones until we eventually get through the 18. So um, they're gonna have they're gonna have. Try and have most of the holes in play most of the time, and you yeah, pull that's out, it. The, I got you. That's that's it. I mean, if if we could do it, you know, I'd love to, you know, blow up nine holes and 
you know, and then get it done. It's like ripping off a bandaid, but sure. nobody at the, nobody at nobody wants to give up golf. That's right. Know? Absolutely. So St. Lucia for how long? Um, so I got a, you know, I'm, people are playing golf in St. Lucia right now and, yeah. um, the grand opening is December 1st. So, um, with Corn Crenshaw, we started another project in the Bahamas, um, just off of Exuma. So I'm kind of splitting my time between St. Lucia and Exuma kind of back and forth. So, um, I'll definitely be done, you know, by end of November in St. Lucia and they'll be on their way to success and um and then i'll be spending the next year um down in the bahamas for for a little bit so y'all see the boys going sorry y'all seen the boys going down yeah they are they're gonna come and but they're they're gonna come and and spend more time coming back to canada like we just spent 11 months down in saint lucia without coming home and man when we came home here like you don't really realize how good we got it here in oh, Canada sure. until you're away. And, I, and I've done this sporadically throughout my career. I've been away for 10 months, nine months, six months. But when you come back and you realize like, you know, you can go anywhere, you uh, can yeah, play yeah. golf, you can mountain bike, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's like, it's really, you know, um, yeah, it really makes you think. And, I agree. and of course, you know, my kids are five and eight right now and, and we're, you know, they need to start making those friends that they're going to go to jail with, you know, uh -oh. and, uh, <laughs> but and you know, you says that because look, he grew up look how passionate you are. Like you're chasing, sure. it's not like, like you're chasing dreams. You're chasing legitimate things that are going on. That's awesome. And I, I yeah. mean, that's, that's a, that's an unbelievable achievement. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I just wanted to say this guys is, you know, I'm so passionate about Canadian golf right now. And, and I've never been so fired up just seeing what, what, you know, Tim Foley, our superintendent here in Kimberly accomplished. Um, like when, when I do something, we put it out. And as soon as the seed goes down, I kind of walk away. I don't, I don't, I'd leave it up to the hands of that caring superintendent. And he really knocked it out of the park there. And now I'm able to see, when you visualize how a ball reacts in the dirt, you can't test it. Yeah, sure. So when the superintendent gets the grass growing and it's, and it's tight and the greens are doing what you envision, it's really exciting. That's so, cool. Yeah. I've and, never heard a guy say that before. That's pretty that's good. Really cool. Yeah. You know, and, that's, that's the advantage you have over lots of the designers I hear, but that's good. Good for you. So when you're yeah. done, when you're done doing all this and chasing everything, I guess you can just, kind of make the road trips and go play these courses. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Three balls I, at I, time. what I really want, what I really want to do is, is start hammering out here in Western Canada. I want to be obviously close to this, you know, area between family and Lethbridge and friends and family here in, in Kimberly and, and stuff like that. But um, you know, as, as, as wide as I went out in, in the world, I really want to kind of yeah. narrow it down and really bring Canadian golf, like what I see, what I envision to like the, the, the architecture of things, any, any new builds or any renovations of courses here. Um, there's so much potential, like Canada has some of the best land for golf in the world. It's just we don't have the population for it, you know? Yeah. Um, no, it's true. And 
And, and so that's my goal over the next, you know, five years is really just kind of bring it home and dial it in and try and try and make, you know, as big of an impact as I can on, on Western and central Canada. We got some good guys out, out in Eastern Canada that are doing some good work out there. And, and, um, you know, so, so that's, that's kind of my plan next you know, five years is try and stay closer well, to home. And what a great so, Trevor, anytime you're in Lethbridge, I'd love to take you for a game, and you can you can uh, pick holes in our game and our golf courses and tell us what you think. Um, so, we wish you all the best. Fantastic to have you on. Really appreciate your time. I know you've got two young kids and you're a busy man. So, we we, we encourage you to to stay in touch with us. Yeah, to, uh, let us know how things are going, where you're at, how things are uh, uh, going for you. I wish you all yeah. the best. Yeah, absolutely, guys. I appreciate you having me on. And this yeah, is, great this trip. Fun. I wish these things could go for three hours. No <laughs> kidding. Thanks for listening to Suds, Dino, and the Dogfather. Tune in next week and be sure to check out www.theporkmissile.com for merch and more. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.